Well, hey friend, if you are anything like me or most of my clients, you started building this business and like doing this thing and bootstrapping this together, you know, champion of Google University. And then somewhere along the way in building this online business, you heard the phrase SEO. So you thought, okay, I can do this. And then you sit down to Google, Google University again, and you start typing in things like, what is SEO? Do I need SEO? How to do SEO for cheap? (laughs) Okay, maybe that was just me. And then before long, like 35 seconds, you're either curled up in a ball on the floor crying, or if you're an Enneagram 8 like me, you're ready to punch something because this is so frustrating. And why won't anybody just use normal people language to tell you what in the heck this crap means? (laughs) So if that's you, (laughs) then this episode is definitely for you. So be prepared to either take notes or just grab the freebie in the podcast description, but listen in as I'm going to explain SEO terms in normal people language so that you can stop wanting to punch someone. Hey there, fellow entrepreneur. Welcome to Simple SEO and Marketing with me, Faith Hannon. Do you want to grow your business with organic marketing and finally feel like you can understand SEO? Are you scouring the internet for how to get more website traffic, SEO for dummies, and how to market on Pinterest? Have you tried to grow your business with SEO and blogging? only to get frustrated and quit because it's overwhelming and too time consuming? Been there. (laughs) Hey, I'm Faith Hannon, Jesus lover, copywriter, blogger, wife, wrangler of tiny humans, and barrel racer. And let me tell you, I didn't have time to waste sorting through SEO and keyword strategies that either didn't work or were so over my head I couldn't understand them. I honestly thought that SEO and blogging only worked for people with a PhD in tech jargon and a whole team of employees until I learned these secrets. Good SEO strategies don't have to be complicated and creating and marketing great content doesn't have to take more than a couple hours a week total. So pop in those earbuds, slam some coffee, and let's grow your business with simple organic marketing and a healthy dose of biblical encouragement along the way. So story time. A while back I was doing some work for a client and part of my contract with this client was I needed to set up some stuff in their Google Analytics and do a lot of fancier things than I normally do with that. P.S. I don't hire out to do that anymore because I hated it so much. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so in the process of doing this, I'm like trying to figure out, you know, the differences between universal analytics and Google Analytics 4 and that transition and setting things up so that she can track more than just like the basic things. And I literally spent, I think it ended up being like three to four hours because I tracked my time well, like super well. And I ended up spending between three and four hours watching stuff, watching YouTube videos, reading articles, just to figure out a stupid, simple definition of a very basic term. And the term was tags, which for Google Analytics, tags mean something different than they do for um, your we- your website or your blog. So we'll get into that later. But my point was like, I was so frustrated. Like I wanted to just bang my head on my table, but it was a card table and that would have broke it. <laughs> 
So I didn't, but I was just so frustrated because I'm like, why are all of these people who write articles on this and create content around this? Like, why do they use all of these industry specific words that don't make any sense to normal people? And I, I like, I'm not dumb. Like I'm not dumb, but I need things explained in language that I can relate to. And so out of all of that, like I started just creating definitions, like the faith version definitions in normal people language of all of these SEO and Google analytic terms, because I'm like, I just like, I need to break it down and put it in language that my brain understands so that I don't have to sit there and refigure out what everything is every time I dig into something to try to figure out how to get more, more traffic and more leads for myself and clients. So consequently, <laughs> I have created this SEO cheat sheet spreadsheet that I have given y'all is a freebie, which BT dubs, if you don't have it yet, just grab it. It's amazing because I needed this for myself because it's just, it, it shouldn't take so much brain power to figure out what in the heck things mean. So what I did is I put together the spreadsheet for myself. And if you don't have it yet, shameless plug, grab it, and then don't unsubscribe because I'm keeping it updated. Y'all, when I learn something new or have a better term or a better application for it, I update it. And it's a living document that you get access to for free. So anyway, my point is SEO should not be stupid complicated. Obviously, I believe that because the title of this podcast is Simple SEO and Marketing. But here's what I'm going to do with for you today. I'm going to walk you through, just walk you through some of the terms, some of the SEO terms that you need to know, but I'm going to put them in normal people language and talk about how it applies to you as a business owner so that we can kind of demystify SEO, make it simple, make it basic Betty so that it's something that you can actually use to grow your traffic, grow your reach and get more leads. And absolutely shameless plug, all of this and so, so, so much more is included in my course, Organic Marketing Framework that releases January 5th. If you're not on the wait list to get your happy little tush on there because waitlisters get a bonus group coaching session and $50 off the price, which the price is already a steal of a deal for how much information is in there and how much research and time has gone into this course. If you're still a little bit on the fence about whether this course is for you, then join the lead generation bootcamp where I will walk you through the three pillars to lead generation and we'll do a live keyword research coaching call where people who are on the call live are, I'm just going to pick from the crowd and do some keyword research with you and for you, for your business. So huge value. It's not just going to be another one of those, like selling you stuff for an hour course where you never get that time back in your life. <laughs> Cause I hate those. Ask me, just ask me how, how angry some of those things make me. So I'm not going to do that to you in this boot camp. So if you're not on the wait list and you know, this course is for you, get your little took on the wait list. And if you're not sure if this course is for you, then get in the boot camp. It's going to be so, so good live January 5th at 12 p.m. Central. Now let's dig in. I don't know why I clap. Y'all, I clap. I'm sorry if you heard that, but whatever. So let's dig into this SEO cheat sheet <laughs> to help you not want to punch people because if you're an eight like me, you want to punch people or things, not people, just things. So first of all, SEO, what is SEO really? SEO is short for search engine optimization, which you probably already know that. But what does it mean in normal people language? 
Really, SEO is simply how easy is it for Google and other search engines to figure out what's on your site, categorize it, and get it in front of the right people. Now, why does this matter? Because if Google can't figure out what's on your site, then they're not going to put it in front of the people that are searching for whatever it is you offer. Now, always we want to create content for humans first and then optimize for search engines. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how good your content is. If search engines can't categorize you and help figure out like what in the heck you're talking about, then they're not going to put your stuff in front of people because a search engine's job is to help people find what they're looking for. So if they can't categorize what in the heck you do, then they're not going to put your stuff in front of people. And there are so many things that affect your SEO on your website, you know, down to like load speed. How long does it take your website to load? What keywords are you are you using and where are they? Um, on to how often do you post content and how many people link back to your content? So SEO is not like a one and done type of thing. Really thinking about SEO in your marketing strategy means that you are constantly thinking about how are people searching for this? How can I make it easy for Google to index? And then honestly, it's part, it should be part of your entire strategy for marketing your business, right? Now, the next term that I want to talk about is um, search engine results page or SERPs, which is really just the page of results that shows up on your computer screen or your phone screen after somebody types something in, somebody types in a query or a question. Now, everybody wants to show up on page like number one, right? Like, let's be honest, that's everybody's goal for every piece of content because, you know, we're kind of a go big or go home people, myself included. But really, ideally showing up on the first page of the search results, especially if it's a term or a question that's searched a lot, is ideal. Like showing up on the first page is a great goal. Now, are you going to show up on the first page for everything? Probably not. And that's okay because you're not trying to get found for everything. You aren't Walmart. (laughs) God bless Walmart. (laughs) But you do want to try and have a very intentional strategy to show up on the first page for your big hitter main goal keywords. Okay. Which brings me to my next term that I want to talk about, which is keywords. So just think of keywords as the main word or the main focus word or the main group of words that somebody types into the search bar that you are hoping to get found for. Now, some people break down keywords into multiple groups like keyword singular or long tail keyword, which means more than one keyword together or just keyword phrase. I pretty much use them all interchangeably because for the majority of my clients and the majority of my work, everything is keywords. Like nobody is going for a singular word. Okay. And that's okay. Really. I mean, if you think about it, like somebody typing in dog, the chance of their, of them wanting to buy exactly the dog sweater that you sell it's pretty slim because they're just looking for pictures of a puppy, right? So it's okay to be more specific in your keyword strategy. Now, keyword competitiveness, which is my next key, my next word I want to talk about today, keyword competitive competitiveness or keyword difficulty is simply how hard is it to show up in the first 10 results on Google or whatever search engine people are using, okay? If a keyword is super difficult, 
then it's going to be harder to show up for. And it depends on a lot of things. The difficulty depends on, you know, how big are the companies trying to go for that? Like if you're a shoe company, you're going up against Nike and Adidas and Reebok. Like those are some big names that you're going up against versus if you are a business that teaches people how to make their own moccasins out of deer hide and you have a super niche market, your competition for everything is going to be smaller because there's less competition in that business, right? So when you're choosing your keywords, bonus note, you need to keep in mind how competitive or how difficult that keyword is going to be to rank for. Now, if you are wanting more on how to do keyword research, um, episode 13, I walk you through doing doing keyword research in depth. Next episode on Friday, I'm going to talk a little bit more about doing keyword research the right way. And if you're just like, Faith, I ain't got time to learn all this. I do not want to learn about keyword research. Please, 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 please just help me with it. Fix it. Fix it, Faith. Then you're going to need to book a keyword research strategy call, which I'm actually booked out for the rest of this year and the first half of January. So if you want a keyword research call, go ahead and buy it. And then you're going to have to book in the second half of January or maybe on even into February because y'all are just so awesome and have been booking keyword research calls. And I love it, love it, love it because it's so fun to get to sit down with you guys and figure out exactly which keywords are going to be right for your business and your audience. Now, let's talk about the next search term, the next next SEO term, and that's organic marketing. So organic marketing in its purest form is simply just marketing that you did not pay advertising dollars for. Now, is it free marketing? No, because you or your VA or your team is spending time and money to work on your SEO and your blog and your podcast, but you're not spending dollar dollars to get that content in front of somebody as far as like, I'm buying an ad spot, right? So that's the difference between organic marketing and paid advertisement. Now, do they each have their place? Yes. Do I know anything about paid advertisement? No. (laughs) Because I'm just like in the, you know, organic marketing camp. Like I really believe in building trust and marketing organically and using all of the channels that are actually working to market my business organically and help my clients market their business organically. But is there, is, does paid advertising have its place? Yes, absolutely. Right now, the next term that I want to talk about with y'all today is the term headings map. So really and truly, if you're going to have a good HTML friendly heading map on your website, you want to outline it like you would have outlined an essay, like back in middle school or high school, like the Roman numeral outlines. Remember those? I remember thinking that I I just felt so cool. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so fancy with my Roman numerals after I learned how to do Roman numerals, because I'm pretty sure I missed that. I missed that memo and in earlier school, but whatever. Anyway, Think of your headings map or your HTML, like your headings, your your headings layout. Let's talk about headings layout on your website and on individual pages as like the Roman numerals one being like the main title point and then two being like, okay, this is going to support point one. And then you have another two that's, you know, another one that's supporting that. And then your threes are like your sub points. Think of it like that. Okay. Now for Google sake, they care the most about the title, right? The most important text on your page is your H1 text. So if you're on the DIY train, you want to map out your text 
on your page, like you would map it out, quote, with like back in the day with your outlining and Roman numerals, meaning that you want your H1 text to be the most important, your most important keyword phrases in there, and then your H2 text all will be secondary, and then your H3 will be after that. Okay, now the next term that I want to talk about today, we'll do two more. And then if y'all love this episode and want more episodes like this, just let me know. But the next one I want to talk about is alt text. So what is alt text? Well, essentially, alt text is the purpose behind alt text is to give screen readers something to read for the visually impaired. So that when they come across an image, a picture or a graphic, the person that needs a screen reader is not just like, they're not just in the dark, like they know what's going on on the website. And the alt text just gives the screen reader something to do something to say to communicate what's on that page, because we're such a visual society, right? Like, just think about if, if somebody was on your website, and they couldn't understand any of the images, like, would they actually be able to understand the content on your website? So that's why alt text matters. Now, a lot of people, myself included, (laughs) have abused this feature in the past. When I first figured out that you could put keywords places, I was like the queen of keyword dumping. And I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure I had a list of my quote keywords that I thought were good keywords. They were not, they were terrible in hindsight, but I thought they were good. I thought they were my keywords, man. And I copied those keywords and I pasted them in the alt text for every image on my website. Everyone, everyone. It was horrible. In hindsight, I'm like, oh my gosh, it was so bad, so bad. Anyway, I did it, right? Y'all, I've learned all of this, a lot of it by doing it the wrong way. (laughs) Now, as far as like using alt text strategically for your business, I do believe that your alt text should describe what is in the image, okay? But I also think that it's okay to integrate a couple of keywords, a couple meaning a couple, like two or three. I do think that it's okay to integrate a couple of keywords into the description in an authentic way. Okay. And BT dubs in my course, organic marketing framework, y'all, I have a formula for you on how to write alt text for the photos on your website, because a big part of this course is going to be optimizing the back end of your website so that you can actually generate leads from your website. And it's a continual lead generation machine for you. Again, you just need it. It's so good. I'm so excited about it. And it's not just because I made it. Now, the last term that I want to talk about today, and then I'll let y'all go is image names. So the image name is simply just the name of a file, the name of a picture file. And usually if you have, you know, professional photos done, this image name is then just like my, my photographer who I love so much. Her name is Molly for the Western wild, by the way, go check her out. So when I got my images back from her, they were named FTTW underscore whatever image number it was in the series, which obviously like that's how they're keeping track of stuff. But if I upload that straight onto my website, just like that, that doesn't do anything for my searchability and more and more people are actually using images to choose which website they search or click on when they search for something. So 
naming your images strategically is getting more and more important for SEO and lead generation and organic traffic. Now, should you dump a bunch of keywords in your image name? Also no, (laughs) also no. But it is okay to name your images strategically for the page that they're on. All right, now I also have a formula for this in my course. Again, if you're not on the wait list or not in the boot camp, get your little tuchus in there because I'm going to walk you through so many things, give you so much tangible step-by-step screen share. This is how you do it stuff in the course. So that's all for today. I don't want to keep you all too long. And I know that sometimes this like definition stuff is a little bit boring. Ask me how I know, (laughs) but it's also super important because I want you to understand what you're doing. I want you to know how to grow your business using organic marketing. I want you to be able to understand SEO and feel confident in what you're doing to grow your business. So I'm just going to pray for y'all and then I will chat with you again Friday. So Lord, I thank you that you give us ears to hear and a mind to understand Lord, that you've given us the mind of Christ. So we are not dumb. We're not slow. We have the creator of the universe helping us, giving us wisdom and helping us to understand and know and apply the things that you have for us. So father, I thank you for helping us to learn and retain information and be able to take it and grow our businesses and reach people and bless people for your name and your kingdom in Jesus mighty name. And y'all will talk to you on Friday. Thank you so much for listening in today. Hopefully this episode gave you some really tangible tips for better SEO and marketing to get more leads and more sales from your website. If it did, can I ask you a quick favor? Would you please share this episode with a friend and then just take 10 seconds and go leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. That is the very best way to help more Jesus-loving entrepreneurs scale their businesses so that they can help more people with their gifts and make an even bigger impact for the kingdom of God. And guess what? We now have a Facebook community where we can learn, hang out, and laugh. Go join the Facebook group now. It's linked in the show notes. And all the other things, courses, coaching, and copywriting can be found at my website, faithhannon.com. Until next time, God bless, and I'll talk to you soon.